Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Huh, we made it through a week as we can take a somewhat sigh of relief as we look at what's happening in the numbers. Of course, we did see a mixed type of trade to finish out on a Friday. What's that going to mean when the markets reopen on Sunday night for the overnight trade? And you look at the big picture. What's the mindset? Are we getting a closer to whatever this new norm is going to be? I do have a producer question asking about basis. How is that holding out for corn and beans? And of course, we'll look at the, the craziness of this cattle market. As some say, we're starting to see a little bit of stabilization going on in there. We're going to get all the details today coming from Eric Kruger. Eric is with Smart Yield. So, Eric, a new norm. It's getting a little closer. We've kind of all trudging through what what has become another week of self-quarantining for some, but obviously the markets have taken notice once again. They have, and you know, I think that the big thought is we're starting to see we're in the middle of April, the light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, barring, you know, a big announcement that we're going to have extended shutdowns. Um, but, you know, I think well, the thought out there is that we're going to kind of get back to more more foot traffic, more people being able to get out and about sooner than later. Now, we still have, you know, quarantine here for a few more weeks, mandatory, and then we'll see kind of where that goes. But right now, I think the trade, um, the mindset uh, of everybody is, is it's a little brighter than it was here a few weeks ago. You know, we do talk of, um, you know, the, the folks are wanting to get back on the road. And I see a lot of social media posts of people at gas stations posting, even seeing gas at 99 cents a gallon, which has been a long time since we've seen that. So they're wanting to get back out on the road. This is what this ethanol and corn market needs. Yeah, and we're going to need a lot more of that. We're going to, and sooner than later. But I think you know when you step back, as we were talking before we came on air here, you know I think the big negative news, the big negative shocks that we've seen, um, are kind of in the market right now. Um, and we did have crude down today a little bit, which doesn't help. But we had Arbob up a little bit, ethanol up a little bit. So I think we're kind of finding a little bit of stability in here if we can just continue to get through the days, you know, until we can get more vehicles on the road and, and more demand coming. Uh, for energies. Are we going to see, I mean, I know the South Ethanol market continues a struggle. That's got to be a big weight down factor on what we've seen in what was a very tough week for the corn market. It has. And, and I will say that, you know, that silver lining is I don't know that the news got much worse after we had our report come out early in the week and, and saw production as low as it's ever been, stocks as high as they've ever been. Um, and, and the market kind of had a good day to close out the week uh, today, but I think it's it's going to continue to weigh on the corn market until we get a little more of that figured out. Uh, we did have good export numbers. Uh, we've had good export numbers really the last four or five weeks, so that's that's a good thing. It'd be nice if we could see the dollar correct a little more, get the dollar to sell off here a little bit more. That might help, but uh, when it comes to ethanol, I think uh, the, the thought is hopefully um, sooner than later we can get some more plants ramped up production a little bit, but it's going to take time. It's, it's going to take a lot of time with crude this cheap. It's just um, it's not viable to think that we're going to turn the corner to the next month and things are going to be fixed. So I think uh, we need just need to be cognizant of that and look more down the road and, and hope we can get back to, like we said, new normal. We got a text message just before we, we started the Fontenelle final bell from a producer saying, how is the corn and the bean basis holding up in the country? You know, we, we, we saw basis, of course, fall apart uh, with the ethanol news and with crude oil breaking and everything early over the last 30 days. And just this week, we saw a little bit of an uptick in, in corn basis. Um, we've seen a lot of more demand locally, I would say, and, and across the Midwest um, because the DDG market slowed down and, and unavailable. 
to the corn into the, into feeders, and I think that's that's a viable option, but it's limited. Um, and we'll see. You know, I, the basis, like I said, it's it's not great. It's not where it was before this, but it's come back a little bit here. Um, you look out further. You look towards harvest, and hopefully um, we'll see some stuff come back online here. Get some ethanol plants going back going. Um, get a little more clarification to what that's going to become. Um, fall and and we'll see what basis does then but it's hard to speculate but it's it's not in, in our opinion as, as terrible as it could be you know eric we got producers that are anxious they had earlier in the week and at the end of last week were able to get out in the fields get some of that early spring work done they want to get those planters going though temperatures right now in the field probably not ideal but when do we start seeing the pressure build up on the the corn versus the bean acres and who's going to be re, you know trying to buy back acres from each other yeah, it's really fun. We watch the corn to bean ratio pretty hard, especially this time of year, to see if we're going to see maybe a little bit of an acre shift. And it's sitting pretty close to par right now. Um, I, I really think that, you know, that, that, that two and a half, and, and I think we've got some time, you know, and people want to start trying to chirp a little bit about going, hey, it's the middle of April. You know, it's still wet. It's going to stay wet for a while. It's getting a little delayed. And I always step back and look at, uh, with the advances in equipment and what we did last year as far as putting crop in the ground. And the, the difference we'll step back, though, and go is as we get into May, as we got towards the end of May last year, a lot of decisions were being made for guys to plant crops late, whether it was corn or beans. The market was at drastically different price levels. Um, we aren't seeing that right now. We're actually at the opposite end of that. So a lot yet to be seen over the next six weeks, but um, it, it's definitely probably going to stay volatile. Are we going to have some freeze damage worries for this winter wheat crop? You know, we like when you look at the temperatures and where they got not just for one night, but for multiple nights, you you think that that has to be the case. Um, some of the crop, you know, you always say there's got to be more damage in wheat. Wheat always seems to be it's just such a resilient crop that it comes back. But I think more than more of the hurt on wheat this week um, had to do with us not getting any business out of Egypt. Egypt bought some bought some wheat from uh, French wheat and Russian wheat, and then based solely we had a better price, but shipping costs just kind of priced us out of the ballgame. So. Um, a little bit of backdrop there, but we should be supported if we can um, see a little bit of that business come back our way. All right, we'll stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to come up in part two as we continue with the Fontenelle Final Bell. We are going to look at what's happening on the livestock side. We know the struggle has been there with this cattle market as more and more plants continue to go dark because of coronavirus. Add to it, we're seeing more plants on the pork side as well. What's that going to mean for animal backup? Are we prepared and what is going to happen from the consumer standpoint when they look at the prices? Lots of education, lots of things to talk about. Stick around. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation today with Eric Kruger of Smart Yield. So when we left for the break, I was talking about this craziness of this livestock market and, and many wondering, are we going to see some stabilization happening in this cattle trade? It The last two weeks, Eric, as you well know, has been one of the biggest roller coaster years I have seen in a long time. And I say years because the last two weeks felt like it. It really has. And, and, you know, you step back today and go, wow, you know, the live cattle market on the futures market, we had less than dollar moves really on the close. And you step back and look at the range for the day and still look two to three dollars. And it felt like it was a quiet day. And that used to be a big day. 
So it's just amazing when we're not seeing limit moves for a couple of days that um, it feels pretty quiet or it feels like we're stabilizing. And we had, you know, live cattle close slightly higher for the week, same as feeders, hog market, not so much, um, lower on the week, pretty good, but it may be a little stability. Um, the futures market did, like I say, close up a little bit. The cash market was, was really quiet this week. Uh, very, very limited trade. Um, had a little bit of trade in that 105, mainly below a dollar. Uh, but like I said, a very limited number of cattle with slaughter being so much slower. The chains have slowed down so much that um, a lot of a lot of packers probably had their commitments in place for the week so far. So in, next week's going to be really interesting. Um, with slaughter slowing down, we've seen box beef and continue to climb. So there is an incentive there to get through this backlog of cattle because the price of beef should be moving up here. So packers have the incentive. It's just going to be, can we get some of these plants going back again here over the next two, three weeks um, and chew through some of this extra weight. So do you worry that these cattle are going to get too heavy? I do a little bit, but if if packer margins stay where they're at and we can see this HRI, we can see this hospitality, this restaurant business, pick up um i think i think there's we of course have the ability to to get through the weights but it's just gonna it's really gonna depend how long we're down what about for hogs and their weights yeah that's that's a little bit scarier you know we have seen some really great hog business um when it comes to uh shipping to china you know i was i was reading this morning china's production for the first quarter was down 29 percent for what they did versus a year ago so there's this huge need between china and mexico for us to move some hogs we just have such a backlog of them and now all of a sudden you know these plants closing down and shut down for this foreseeable future it just doesn't paint a very bright picture in the short term for ho- for the hog market. So looking at that, and, and the consumer has seen it, it's been in the, the evening news about these plants shutting down. I think that has added to the fear that there won't be meat at the, at the grocery stores. But we know that cold storage from the last report has been full and continues to be. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's we got to look at kind of a little bit big picture and go, um, the, the availability for me is going to be there. I, I, I truly believe we're going to keep, as long as we can keep the transportation moving, um, that ability will be there. I think we could get a little tight if all of a sudden we see this reaction buy and this glut of buying come in from restaurants reopening across the country whenever that is. Now, I think that'll be kind of in stages because I don't think everybody's just going to ramp back up like we hope they will um i just i just don't see the demand moving that fast so hopefully we can like i said we can keep uh, freezers freezers full and we can keep uh, product in front of people well thanks and hats off of course to those those truckers that are doing all that hard work to move things from one end of the coast to the other because they're the ones that are really helping to keep this market going Absolutely, absolutely. Without them, it'd be it'd be even worse. And I know it's not it's not the rosiest picture. I know there's a lot of delays. I know there's a lot of um, a lot of waiting, and there's a lot of employment issues that we're going to fight through when it comes to trying to get um, these shipments from plant uh, uh, to the consumer. So, what are your thoughts on how the cash traded this week, both both for the cattle and the hogs? You know, it's nice to see both cutouts up. So that's 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 good. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll see hopefully steady cash next week on, on cattle. Um, hopefully we can kind of hold this buck, buck five area um, and we don't break through that much more. Um, all of a sudden you look at the futures board and April cattle are priced right in where we did have cattle trade um, in, the, in the high 90s and mid 90s this week. So hopefully we can kind of see a little bit more of that rebound. Um, on the hog side of things, 
it's it's really going to come down to how long these plants are going to be closed. So it, it, it'll be an issue for a while. We know that, but hopefully we can see some good demand. Um, we can see some good exports, and hopefully we can see that meat really start moving. All right, Eric, what's the one thing that you guys are kind of keeping an eye out for as we head into another week of April? You know, I, th- I think guys are getting really busy. Guys are going to be in the fields. It looks like weather after a little bit of wetness here is really going to open up. So busy time of the year is here. Um, guys uh, are going to be in the field. Guys are going to be busy moving around. So keep your eye on the markets. Um, it's not the time of year, especially at these levels, to get to get uh, too, too crazy. I think it's it's we need to have a plan in place. You need to look at hopefully what we're a lot closer to the lower side of this thing than we are on the upside. Keep that in mind. All right. What's the best way for folks to reach out to you? Uh, they can give us a call, 308-234-6805, or they can look at us online at mysmartyield.com. Thanks so much. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Check it out as a podcast on our website, ruralradio.com, or wherever you subscribe along with Spotify. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.